actually, you know, you have to take action. You can't just sit there. And I think, yeah, you're, you're really right. If you don't know what you want and why, you've got nothing to aim towards, you know, and there are far too many people, I think, who get up, do a job and go home without any view to what they want out of life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. And today I'm joined by Claire Sweet. Claire is an award-winning financial advisor, and we like financial advisors on this show because goal setting is all about finances, really. She's also a money coach and a best-selling author. Her book has come out recently. I'll get her to tell you a little bit about that. And I want to know how she's a best-selling author when I've issued my book, and I'm not. So I'm going to tap her brains for that sort of thing. But anyway, over to you, Claire. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your book and uh, what you've been up to and how goal setting fits in with your life. Yes, of course. Hi. So hi, everybody. Yeah, I'm Claire Sweet, and um, I'm a financial advisor and money coach. So I help people, predominantly business women, although I've got a massive range of clients, to organise their finances so that they can move closer to getting their dreams to come true. Because ultimately, it's all well and good to have a picture of something you want on your wall. But if you don't take steps towards doing it and get off your backside and take some action, nothing is going to happen. And I suppose it's the difference between a dream and a goal, isn't it? It's having a date on it, having a strategy and a way that you're actually going to get there which is one of the reasons why I wanted to come on here and chat to you guys. So, yeah, I absolutely love what I do. I mean, obviously, the last 12 months has changed things in that all of the clients I've seen have been worked with remotely, which is quite unusual for me. I'm very much a people person. And for the first time last week, I was able to go out and see some face-to-face clients again and sit in someone's garden and have a drink and their dog was running around. And it was so nice to actually connect with people. But it's just so good being able to have that impact where people can come to you with a problem and you can help them find a solution that gets them to where they want to go. I've loved, always loved it. It's just been great. You, you and me both in that respect. And it's, a, it's like a very, very rewarding part of what we do, helping yep. people achieve their goals, financial independence, whatever that means, because it, it is different for different people. It is. And I mean, I did a post quite recently. And in fact, it's, it's a quote from my book that I put in where I said that to me, financial independence is about not being trapped in a job or relationship you hate because you can't afford to leave. That to me is financial independence. It's not about drinking a margarita in a beach house with a million pounds in the bank. It's about having freedom and choices. And I think that that has got to be the most important thing, whatever stage of your life or career you're at is understanding your money so that you make the right choices and it prevents you being scammed, in all honesty, with so many things popping up on the internet, especially on social media feeds, which look too good to be true. I mean, our financial advisor forums are full of them. There was one that popped up this morning against somebody offering 18% guaranteed return on something rather bizarre. If you don't know any better, you're the person that's going to click yes and potentially lose all your money. And I, I really don't want that for any of my clients. No, I'm totally, totally with you in that respect. So back to the um, goal setting and you personally, do you write your goals down? And if you do, is that important? Or are you a visual person? Do you have a vision board? How do goals fit in with you personally? 
So I've got a vision board, but that has got pictures on it, but it's got numbers on it as well and target dates. So it's a combination of things. I like it because I can see it from where I sit in the office. It's actually visible from my desk. I can sort of look up and it's there. And I think it's important to know what you're aiming for and why. So I think a lot of people in business get caught up in arbitrary figures where they say, I would like to earn £5,000 a month or £100,000 a year or whatever, but they don't know why they want that amount of money. It doesn't mean anything to them. So I suppose what I would do with that is take a step back and work out what do I need to pay the bills and costs I have? What do I want to buy the nice things I want in life and to have money over to save, invest, put towards projects and other things, and then work out what that figure is. And that's how I came up with my target, which is stuck up on my board. But I think it's really important that you've got to have some idea as to what you want, but also how you're going to get there. You know, you you can't just say, okay, I want to make a million pound this year and then just sit there looking out the window, hoping someone's going to drop it in your lap because... That's the, think- that's the thing, all this, you know, law of attraction, power, powerful thinking and, you know, just think it and it will happen. There's a, a bit missing. It's called yeah, action. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> action I mean and hard my work. evidence for that always when people ask me what I think about law of attraction is I always say to people that if all you had to do was imagine it and it happened, then I wouldn't be here today. I would be sat with George Clooney in a jar of chocolate spread. Mm. But actually, you know, you have to take action. You can't just sit there and I think, yeah, you're you're really right. If you don't know what you want and why, you've got nothing to aim towards, you know, and there are far too many people I think who get up, do a job and go home without any view to what they want out of life. And I think that that's increasingly important. I think over the last year, I think we've seen more of that, more people who are realising what's really important to them and making sure that it feels feels right for them and it's achieving what it needs to. Okay, good, good. Now, they talk about this phrase, bags, big, hairy, audacious goals, right? Have you, <laughs> have you got one of these that either has come true for you now, we're going to talk about your the guests in your garden. My alpacas. Your alpacas. We're going to talk about those because I know that they must have formed part of something in the past. Yes. And that's a, bit, that's a big goal. And they're hairy. I don't know how audacious they are, but, but anyway. <laughs> um, but, you know, are you in the middle of a big, hairy, audacious goal at the moment? Or have you had one that, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness, that's far too big to actually conceive or believe but it has come true for you or are you in the middle of one at the moment that you're prepared to share because obviously some yeah so I mean it's a combination of things at the moment so yes the story to how I ended up here with alpacas that was a big massive goal you know we had I'd seen alpacas back in 2009 when I did the Inca trail to raise money for the Kent Air Ambulance and I thought they were really really cute but didn't think anything of it. And then I remember seeing on Groupon when I was browsing late one night on my phone in front of the telly, as we all do, a voucher to go alpaca trekking. And so I bought it for my husband for his birthday because they always say you should buy someone a gift that you would like to receive, don't they? So that's what I did. And we went and we actually really enjoyed it. And then funnily enough, a little while later, this thought kept popping up. Well, why don't we get alpacas? And there was overriding feeling that normal people don't do this well we can't and then you turn it around you say well why can't we what would we need to do for it to happen and then we started planning out what we were going to do and we ended up moving house so that we had somewhere with land and having to do various bits of training and preparation for the land and all the other bits and pieces and then the first five alpacas 
came just over two years ago and we had another two come last year. So we're up to seven. Um, They are absolutely lovely, amazing little characters. But it is that thing that normal people like us don't. And I'm really much up for challenging that with people is, you know, what's the reason that you can't? Why can't you? Just because everyone you know has always had a nine to five, it doesn't mean you can't start a business. But it means that then you need to look to the right people for support because asking the people who've always done a nine to five about how to start your business, you won't necessarily get the support you're going to need emotionally, yet they'll be there for you potentially. But, you know, you're going to need support and mentorship or coaching from people who've been there and done that and have got some skills to pass on to you. But I'm a great believer that if you want to do something, you can do it, however far out there and and wacky it might be. I mean, in terms of where I am with that at the moment, I mean, the biggest goal that I've got is growing the money coaching side of my business. The main reason being that the financial planning stuff is quite labor intensive. And I really enjoy public speaking. I enjoy the coaching and training role that I do. I've always been the one quite happy to get up in front of a room full of people and do a training session on something. And I really want to be doing that. That's sort of where my excitement is. So I'm in the process of pulling together a new program, which will be starting in September, which is going to be designed as a co-working space for business owners to actually keep on top of their financial numbers, because a lot of business owners know they should be looking at it and they've got a vague idea of what to do, but they never make time to do it. So I'm going to provide them with that and some additional training and support to enable them to do that. So that's sort of what I'm finalising at the moment, which if it all works the way it should, it's going to be a really exciting project. So I'm really, really pleased with that. That's that, that. That's cool. You're not a Piscean, are you? No, I'm an Aries. So no, I, I just wondered because, <laughs> you know, there's so much connection here. It's like, you know, I'd like to, I like supporting people with, with stuff. The, you know, the physical, as you say, financial planning side of things is labour intensive, but the, the, the coaching is is one it's enjoyable you can see results pretty quickly and it's something everybody needs so yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's very just, empowering yeah. and i think i mean i i try and avoid words like empowering and things too much because it all sounds a bit sort of burn your bra girl power and none of that is my scene whatsoever but i think you know regardless of who you are in life if you can be in control of your money you can use it as a wonderful tool to achieve amazing things for you and your family and the wider world you know, because let's face it, you know, if you've got more money coming into your life and into your business, you can benefit more people around you through people you employ, money you give to charity and all the other projects you can be involved with that you can't if you're on the breadline just trying to keep your head above water. So I just think it's it's really good that we understand how it works and use it in the best way. And I think a lot of people have more money than they actually physically realise. Yeah. And also, you know, financial independence, it, it, it's a lot nearer as well than most people think. I think it is. But the other thing is, certainly in the online world, a lot of people just focus on making more money. The solution to all of your problems, if you just make more money, sell more stuff, everything will be all right. And they don't understand that if you don't tidy up the loose ends underneath and get your foundations rock solid, that actually it doesn't matter how much money you're earning, you'll either spend more or fritter it or pay too much tax or one way or another, it will just disappear. And you'll end up in a hamster wheel where you're working more and more, but don't really have anything more to show for it. And I want people to break out of that and live a life where there's balance between life and home and work and fun. I'm so totally with you on that. I'm so totally with you on that. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your book then. 
how is it, you know, how is it you're, you, that you're uh, award-winning? What was the phrase? Best-selling, best international selling. best-selling, yes. International best-selling author. Exactly. Come on, tell me, tell, <laughs> tell, tell me. Did you, did you feature in one, two, three, four sort of the best-selling lists? Tell us about your book, but tell us I'll about tell the book you. and how you I'll tell did. you about the book and how we did it and what we got to. So the book is part of a collaboration project that I did with a group of other female business owners. And it's called When Women Heal. And the idea behind it is that it was part of a mastermind project we did where over a period of five months, we were able to each unpack our story, our history and the things about our journey that we had learned from and healed from in order to get to where we are today. Uh, massive range of, of people. So there's 16 of us in total, um, some UK based, some in America, States, other places in Europe, um, some in Australia. And the day of the launch, um, we launched it onto Amazon and we got 10 UK number one best-selling categories, all the top ones, entrepreneurs, small business, all of those bits and pieces. We also got number one new release in the States. We got two categories in Australia and we knocked some quite prominent people off of various top spots, you know, people like Tim Ferriss for the four-hour work week and various other people with their books, we were able to knock off the top spot. Now, yeah, the way these things go, they go up one day, they go down a bit the following day and all over the place. And I know that we're still very highly ranked. And a lot of it was due to the hype around the launch of the book, because ultimately between us, we had quite a big fan base of loyal people who we were able to ask to buy the book on that day and give it a good shove up the ratings which worked really, really well. But the I, I'm other relieved. Thing, I'm relieved. Yeah. I have to say, <laughs> quite frankly, I'm relieved because, you know, I, I managed to get in a top 10 for right. about an hour. But, I, you know, I didn't have yeah. 10, I mean, 15 it, other collaborators. All it, it does depend them. on the footfall um, and various things. The other thing that probably helped is that this, as part of a project, all of the launch proceeds were going to a charity. So the lady who set up the mastermind and coordinated the book is a lady called Natasha Bray, who is an international success mastery coach. And she chose a charity that supports adult victims of childhood abuse. She's got a story that involves lots of things happening in her past. And although a lot of us in the book have got, we've all got different stories. Some people have suffered from abuse type situations and some haven't, you know, in the scheme of things, my story almost seemed quite tame. You know, I didn't go through anything particularly violent or traumatic in my childhood, but I was part of a victim almost of society and the fact that I was the conforming good girl that through school, I got the sensible career. I went to university. I did as I was told. I kept my head down. I didn't actually ever stop to think, what do I want out of life? Mm -hmm. And actually by overcoming that and largely learning to trust my own judgment and rather than waiting for other people to tell me what to do was the thing that enabled me to leave a sensible career as chosen by my parents and set up a business from scratch and grow that you know and when we start in business you've got no regular income no guarantees you don't know what's going to work and all the rest of it but actually having the confidence to believe in myself and take those steps and make the decisions that I wanted rather than something someone else said. But anyway, the proceeds for all the launch, all the launch editions, the paperback and the Kindle and everything are all going to um, a charity, which I think has also helped in terms of publicity and PR and things mm-hmm. we've been able to yeah. do off the back of the book, which is, is really, really good. So, And it's nice to have a book that's got my name in it. 
and it, it's really therapeutic I mean you probably found this when you you did yours but sometimes the stuff we go through you feel like you have to keep it to yourself because financial services by nature is a very confidential basis we're used to dealing with clients all the time and not saying anything to anybody about anything mm. and actually them being open about stuff even stuff that we've gone through ourselves it feels a bit weird because you're used to keeping everything in but actually it feels better having you know put it out there in the world it feels good and I'm really pleased with with how it went I'm planning to do another book which will be one on my own um, using the same publishing house to support me and that will now it's likely to be January I was going to do it to October um, and then I suddenly realized with everything else going on that I had rather overcommitted myself and it was not really realistic so don't we, um, don't we do that all the time don't we? <laughs> I know I just, but, just want to help so many people it is exactly <laughs> and you see you see all these things pop up and then you suddenly realize that you've got to write a whole manuscript and get to a publisher for the first of August and haven't started it yet and I'm like actually this is not realistic let's yeah. let's yeah admit that we need to change something here which I suppose is the key part of any plan and that's the other thing that I always say to my clients when we're coming up with sort of a wealth plan or whatever you want to call it is it needs to be responsive and it needs to be adaptable because life changes and you know three months from now if your priorities have changed or something else has happened you need to be able to tweak it and make it still work for you um, which effectively is what I've done so um, yeah I've sort of pushed that back now that we're going to get all the summer stuff done and then I will restart looking at that in September when sort of kids are back at school and everything's all settled down again, hopefully. Um, hopefully. And, yeah, we'll go from there. That's good. That's good. At this point, um, I like to throw a little something out there. So goal setting, you know, it's goals do come true. Um, I'm looking for a Claire Sweet Nugget. So something that really everybody needs to know about goal setting or or about life but you know if you can ease it towards goal setting that would be good something you know and there will be a pause which will be cut out anyway so you know you've got as long as you want to think about it but a nice clear sweet nugget for us I suppose my thought on goal setting and it's something that I do with all of my one-to-one clients when we do our vision boarding process is that you should have more than one albeit you shouldn't necessarily try and tackle them all at the same time. But you shouldn't just focus on things you want to have, but also focus on feelings you want to have and places you want to go, experiences you want to have, the life stuff. It's so easy to stick you know, your Aston Martin on your vision board and say, okay, that is it, that's my goal or the dream house or whatever it is. But life is, is more important than that. And, you know, to me... My vision board has got um, a photo of a lady under a tree reading a book. And it's not about sitting under a tree reading a book. I've got trees and I've got books. Okay, it's about feeling calm and relaxed, knowing that I've got enough money coming in each month that I don't need to be out hustling for work all the time. It's knowing that my business and my office is running when I step out of it because I've got good support staff behind me. It's about the peace and mind and feeling of calm that you get when you know everything is under control that's the thing that I want to create and that's the type of thing that I encourage my clients to think about when we're coming up with goals and ideas um, I normally say you know we should have sort of three or four things you want to have and then three or four 
things you want to feel or experience and then three or four places that you want to go or experiences you want to have or that type of thing. And most people then end up with sort of nine to 12 different things, but it becomes balanced. And ultimately, you know, you pick which one you're going to work towards and you make some progress. And then when you're nearly there, you maybe start looking at something else. I mean, I'm not a believer in putting all of your eggs in one basket, but equally you can't confuse yourself by trying to do a hundred things at once. So. So there we have it. Thank you very much indeed for that nugget. Balance. It's not all about money. It's not all about things. It's about experiences along the way as well. So, Claire, short and sweet. Thank you very much. That's okay. We'll uh, leave it there. Thank you very much for joining me. Great to be here. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 